Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. This is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. We're going to a new place today, Brains. We're going to Austria. Never been to Austria. We're usually in Australia, but Austria is a very different place. So our guest, Martina Fallhammer, Fallhammer mm-hmm. is going to uh, tell us a little bit about the work that she does as a hypnotherapist. Now, she can put a lot of you under the spell and take you down, give you suggestions. Can't change who you are. Can't make you bark like a dog. Can't make you quack like a duck. But instill some great NLP and other modalities that can help you with sleep deprivation. Sleep is so important, brains. And I have to work on that because I noticed that it made me gain weight. It makes you uh, anxiety. But sometimes people have like things like sleep apnea, where they can't even get into that deep realm sleep. So on a superficial level, we're going to talk about that and some alternatives. Let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Martina? I'm very well, thank you. Well, you look like you're getting plenty of rest. Your skin is glowing. Your eyes are bright. That's beautiful. It's good lighting. (laughs) (laughs) So tell my brains a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, okay, so I think I was always quite interested in the human psyche. So when I was little, I used to be quite a watcher. I used to people watch. I was fascinated by human interactions. So I studied a little bit of communication and project management and then went into the, I was a funeral professional for 12 years. A funeral, wait a minute, a funeral, a funeral, I can't even say, a funeral professional? Yeah. What is that? So I used to plan funerals. I used to plan the whole ceremonies and I used to be an embalmer for 10 years. Wow. Now wait, during that embalming, (laughs) no, because people have told me this. I know people that own mortuaries. They say that really the dead's energy speaks to you. Did you uh, that's find true. That at yes. all? It is true. Yeah, it is true. Wow. I used to, especially when I used to work in places that used to be a funeral director for a long time, there was a lot of energy. So you could literally feel it. Yeah. But you know what? I asked him, I said, now, really, is it the spirits or is it the embalming fluid? <laughs> a little bit of both, I suppose. <laughs> it, it, make, it, it preserves you quite well. So exactly. That's okay. But people are afraid of the dead. And what I say is you really should be afraid of the living. That That's always, that used to be my saying, yes. So the, the dead are nice and they're quiet and they, you know, they don't answer back. So it is a very pleasant job to have mm. if you can handle, if you can handle the usual things that are accompanied by death. But the rest is, is, is really, really cool. So yeah, I really well, enjoyed yeah. that. 
I don't, me personally, I don't think death is the end. I think it is a transition. So Martina, you know, um, death is not the end because you can have a death life experience during a hypnotic trance and hypnotherapy. Tell us a little bit about how those two merge together and how you found fascination in hypnotherapy. Well, um, basically I got into um, dealing with bereaved people. So I was doing, I was grief counseling and um, I sort of got a little bit into insomnia myself because I was quite stressed. You know, I was, I was working a lot. I had my own business. I had my little daughter and I got really stressed. I got a bit flustered and I started uh, having sleep problems. Mm. And uh, that got me onto sort of like looking for alternatives to, to sort of deal with it because I don't like medication. I think the whole world, the whole world is too much, too heavily medicated. I think especially Americans get really? given oh yeah get okay. given a hell of a lot of medication which i find really bad but what so, happens is they, they they give you something to put you to sleep but then you got to stay up you got to have something to get up so it's a double-edged sword exactly and uh, i sort of I, i've I was always been very petrified of that and i sort of my family's a bit alternative sort of homeopathic sort of along those lines so i was like researching and looking for alternatives and I got into along the lines of mental training you know I, I was looking for different sort of routes and I found I found breath work I found mental training and I also sort of stumbled across hypnosis because I was really desperate I was really trying to you know get my own life back on track and I kind of got hooked on doing trainings and getting more and more into you know into the whole sort of alternative route of medicine it was very fascinating you know how you know you can you can basically control your whole being your body soul and mind through controlling you know your mind functions through controlling your your whole life basically yeah so breath. it got, it like got you said, it, the breath is the is the exactly so I was I was doing I was doing a little bit of everything and then I sort of found a way to get myself out of the insomnia I got myself completely well again and that made me sort of think okay you know you like helping people you got some kind of skill you've done all the legwork so why not go out there and do that as a profession you know because the funeral funeral industry was was nice but it was very hard work and I just needed a bit of a change. So I think <laughs> it, it's very true. Yes. But, you know, then COVID came along. That, I mean, I did all my training before COVID. I was working with, with people sort of locally. But then COVID came and I sort of had to look outside the box. So I had to start, you know, finding clients worldwide. So I decided to work with Zoom. And I figured out that there is a lot of people that have sleep problems you know wow. especially america australia i mean europe as well but a lot of my you know people i work with are from america and especially in america especially in australia there is one solution for sleep problem and it's there you go there's your tablet swallow that and you'll be fine 
-hmm. and that is 99% is not a solution and a lot of people are getting sicker they're desperate where actually there is a different way there is a different route which is healthier safer and it is it lasts because the medication you know you take a pill and then you have to up it again because your body is smart your body gets used to medication so you have to up your dose or you have to mix and match and it is so incredibly or you, bad yeah, or you overdo it and you, you yeah. take a little sleep pill and then you have a exactly. cocktail and then there becomes an addiction and one thing yeah is left to another changes your personality mm -hmm. mental health exactly all so the now, mental health give us some suggestions when you have sleep deprivation um and, so and see, what is that what is that called because it's different for everybody for me example i nap which is probably not mm -hmm. the best for my body what i'll do is i'll get up and i'll be up you know, two, three o'clock in the morning because I'm mm -hmm. dealing with an international audience. Then I'll go and I'll have a three hour nap. Then I'll get up and work. Then I'll have another three hour nap. It really messes up your circadian rhythm. And yeah. during that circadian right. rhythm is when the body restores and repairs itself. That's when it's right. elimination and all these kind of things. So when a person is chopping up their sleep, number one, it's probably not the best, but how do we discipline ourselves to get a good six to eight hours? Well, the thing is, you have to rule out sort of the usual subjects. That's what I always say to people first, you know, how is your diet? How much caffeine do you take? How, you know, the sort of things that kind of make sense, but a lot of people don't think about it in, in a certain way. There's certain foods that you know, they can influence your, your body's reaction to melatonin. There is stress, stress. If you, if you have a certain stress level and some people are so used to stress nowadays, they don't notice anymore that they are in sort of constant stress, stress continuously affect your cortisol level. If you have a, a raised cortisol level, yeah, you might fall asleep at some point, but your brain is not capable of actually recuperating. Because what if your cortisol level is at a certain height, your brain cannot get that sort of recovery. So you wake, that's when you sort of wake up in the morning and you're completely drained, although you have had like four or five hours. That's what a lot of people don't notice. As well as with, you know, if you do take sort of like little bits of sleep aid as well, they also sort of basically just chemically get yourself to sleep. But you sort of the natural sleep, yeah, is something that should be happening in your body in a certain sort of natural way. And the thing is, people don't realize that a lot of sleep problems that aren't caused by, you know, caffeine or medication or some kind of illness are actually, it's a problem with your mind. Mm. So can't the way I off. work. You can't shut it off. Exactly. But the, the way I work with people, I don't sort of, um, I used to use, you know, traditional hypnosis where I go, you know, lay down and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you some suggestions. But the way I work, I use conversational hypnosis mainly, which is just, you know, you just sit there and you just chat to people. But what you do, you have a certain uh, skill set of questions. 
So you ask these questions to people and these questions will either overload the brain or they will get them to places in their mind that they haven't been to. So they will spontaneously go into trance and look for the problem because a lot of times uh, a sleep problem is a symptom. It's not the actual problem because not being able to sleep is not, not being able to sleep, you understand, is not a disease. It's a symptom. It's like you have a cough, you take a cough syrup, but if there's something wrong with your lungs, you can take as much cough syrup as you like. If you don't get to the bottom of it, you're not going to get rid of it. Mm. So what I do is I get people to go into their subconscious through the questions and go looking. And that can be literally anything. I have had root causes of sleep problems. You would not believe it. Things that were 15, 16 years back in their life, uh, you know, a situation where their subconscious needed to be alert so they wouldn't sleep. But that pattern was imprinted. Mm. And because your subconscious is always trying to protect you, there could be a tiny, teeny little trigger in your life as life goes on that will trigger that pattern and you're in full-blown insomnia and you have no idea where it comes from. So if you don't go looking for that root cause of what you call the kindling event, you can take tablets as many as you want or you can do sleep routines or you can drink teas or you can you know, take CBD or whatever you want. If you're not actually rewriting that pattern in your subconscious, you will always fall back into that because your subconscious is much smarter than anything. Your subconscious is your engine and there's all your patterns. Without it, we would be a blivering mess. We would be vegetables, you know, jiggling around because everything in there is stored to protect us. But the problem is the subconscious doesn't know what is good and what is bad. Right. So actually it's only trying to protect you. Like when you bring things to the frontal lobe, that is a decision making. That is exactly you know right from left and good from yeah. bad, yeah, joy from pain. So it has to come forth. And you know, in the subconscious mind, there are other individuals that we haven't met, other characteristics of ourselves that we mm-hmm. haven't met. That's um, right. So it's not just suppressing or uh, blocking out trauma or pain or anxiety but it's also like you say it's a storage container so that is exactly great so what do you do martina to keep yourself a clear clean conduit you're doing some heavy lifting you're dealing with a lot of people's issues Mm. you are trying to figure out the best course of action and the most appropriate questions to ask them but also you're dealing with the person that has resurfaced because after they've done this work, they're a new person, they're a new being and they have to. That's right. That's right. And some, some people do truly change. Like I've had clients, which is unbelievable. They have had stopped having sleep problems, but they have literally changed around their entire life. 
you know they changed their careers they've changed their their partners their living situation everything because one if one pattern there's a lot of patterns inside of us that are connected so if you break one knot loose it's a little bit like an avalanche effect most likely in the most positive way but a lot you know a lot of people sort of then start to unravel other problems that are connected to the sleeping but as you said it's you know i tend to this this type of hypnosis is always also a little bit cathartic for yourself because you you know you you're asking the question but it's it's a dialogue with the client so you're all always trancing out a little bit as well which is very interesting because it, it always sort of like ravels and ravels a little bit inside yourself and i believe if you want to be a good therapist you need to clean up yourself constantly as well so you know we all we all have issues we all have things that you know that trouble us that we're not happy with so what i tend to do is I, I use a lot of um, self-therapy. I do a lot of resilience building. I do a lot of havening, which is sensory somatic. I don't know if you know havening, no, but it's, um, it's havening is uh, because I work via Zoom, you know, it's very sort of like screen based, you know, it's, it's communication, but it's very screen based. And it's for me really important to get people to connect their their body with their mind because some people like they have a block right here where you know they they're so conscious they can't feel their body's reactions to you know to trauma or to things that have caused the the sleep issues so i try to do havening while people are talking and havening is is sensory somatic so it creates certain brain waves so it's it's the havening touch. So you do these movements. They're very good for you. They're very very good for stress. Okay. Or if you're, if you're prepare if you're preparing for an interview and you you want to be the best that you can, you could say like I am I'm going to be fantastic today. I'm going to do really well. So yeah, and I am I am completely aligned. And these three movements basically create delta waves in your brain and they can unlock trauma. They can get people to open up about their emotions because I need people to go in there to find the problem. And then their subconscious will come up with either a solution or a resource, you know, because I cannot fix people. I can show them how to fix themselves. And this is why it's a little bit like magic because I just sort of go like, there you go. This is how to I do it. That. And when now I this, when I did this and I embraced, it came down, my arms came down my face. I felt a sense of safety. I yes. Felt, this is what I, havening is. I felt a sense mm -hmm. of supporting myself. So that was, that was a great yes. exercise. I love that. You've uh, basically created Delta waves. Right. You've so created I, deep healing waves in your brain. For those of you that are listening to this audibly, what you want to do is you want to open up the palms of your hands and you want to rub them together up and down and create an energy. And then take that and rub it down your arms, cross your arms and rub that energy down the sides of your arms. Take that same energy and run down the course of your face. Do it a couple times so that you can 
have the the uh, the delta waves that come through the body. So thank you mm -hmm. so much for that. That was a cool exercise. I'm into tapping. So I do tapping. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's touching those yeah. areas, touching those mm -hmm. nerves, connecting with that center. At first I thought tapping yeah. was kind of strange. My husband saw me do it. He goes, baby, are you itching? <laughs> and I was like, no, uh, but it's, it's, it's sensory therapy. And I like the fact that, you know, you have a process that you're doing it for yourself. A lot of times you have yeah. facilitators, hypnotherapists that don't check in with themselves. And you're taking Always so on, important. Yeah, you're taking on all this energy and all of this life force from everything around you. You become mm. so empathic in a way too, because now you have a heightened sense mm. of awareness. And so moving forward, mm. I mean, I, I think that was absolutely fascinating. So I want to ask you some fun questions. How about that, Martina? Okay. All right. Uh, if you could time travel, where would you land? Past, present, future? What era would you land in? Um, I think sort of like uh, Baroque or some somewhere where they had like really strange, heavy clothes. I'd like to sort of feel that and walk around where there's just horse-drawn carts or something. I think I would like to sort of, you know, have, have a day in each era. That would be quite incredible. Sort of Egypt. Yeah. You know, a little bit of everything. That would be really interesting. That would be fascinating. Um, I want to be in the future. <laughs> really? Yeah, like 3,000, girl. I want to, you know, see what they eat. <laughs> What kind of skincare, you know, uh, they make love? Do they just rub each other's eyebrows? You know? <laughs> yeah. I want to be in the future. I definitely want to be in the future. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? A Chevy hearse. <laughs> I don't know why I had a I had a really good friend that I I met by chance and it was just by chance that I was a food an undertaker, but she was like uh, we we just met and and she was like oh you, you know what I bought I bought this car that I really like it was a a, a metallic green Chevy hearse, oh and she shipped it over from America and she couldn't drive it because she couldn't afford the petrol but it was the most pristine thing and oh it was huge God. and you could fit so much shopping in it <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun that's pretty it fun. was very fun yeah. um if you were an appliance in the kitchen what appliance would you be oh my god um i think a waffle toaster or something i like yeah. that sort of smell I don't know why. It's just a, that's a very strange. <laughs> I know. Well, I want to be the refrigerator because I just want to chill. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> that works for me. Oh, so, um, you have a, a daughter? You have a I daughter? have a daughter, yeah. You have a daughter? What are you pouring into her as a mother? Um, just about, you know, just about life. What, what what kind of things are you sharing with her to help her live her best life? Oh well, I'm I'm actually very specific about that. <laughs> um, I think I it just 
not sounding weird, but I'm not a kids person. Like I'm not that sort of like, you know, cootie coo type person. Okay. Like I've always talked, I've always talked to my daughter, like she was just a person, you know, I've never sort of, I've treat, I've never treated her sort of that, you know, anti-authoritarian friendship thing. Like I am her mum, but I've always explained everything to her. Because I believe it doesn't matter how small children are, if you just say no, they will want to do it more. But if you say no because that will stick and that will stick long term and it has. And the most, most important thing is that you have to tell them every single day that you love them exactly the way they are, no matter what they do, no matter if you get mad at them, if you shout at them sometimes, or if you lose it sometimes, you will still always love them in every single minute of the day, because then you can sometimes lose your rag because you're human everyone is human yeah, and absolutely. i believe you can't be perfect but if you lose it you've got to be good at mending so you've got to explain yourself you've got to take responsibility for your actions because you're the adult but if they are if they have that security that you always love them then it doesn't matter right because they lose their rag you lose their rag yeah. you know and it's all about tolerating people being full of love but not being walked over right. you know no don't let anyone you're walk over her, you you're teaching her a very valuable lesson to be accountable and to be responsible yeah. for her actions yeah for every action there's a reaction and again exactly. i've never heard that term before you lose your rag <laughs> what's your rag is your rag is what I, you wipe up I, your shit with i don't know I, what, 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 i think <laughs> What I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want to say the S word. I thought. Oh, I oh, oh! Well, I said it. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. That's, that's cool. I didn't hear that. I love different countries' um, slang and terminology. The Australians wear me out. I need to have to write this down sometime. You know, they're funny. But that is good. So, what's on your life list? What is something that you want to accomplish, or you have yet to accomplish? Well, I do have a derelict, not so much derelict anymore, but I bought a hundred year old farm about seven years ago. And I thought, I'll renovate this. How hard can it be? <laughs> well, you find out it's very hard. You find out that it's a bottomless money pit. But I do want to create a, I have quite a bit of land and it's beautiful and it's a really old building and I've have done a lot by myself like I've done the walls I've done the insides I could I couldn't do the electric but I've done basically with help from professional lots I've done a lot of it myself and I've got a beautiful garden where I grow my vegetables and I like this sort of you know that self-sufficient thing because Kids need to also know where vegetables come from, where food comes from, Absolutely. and it doesn't grow in a can, and that it's hard work to grow food. But, you know, if if it goes wrong in the future, then, you know, you've got somewhere to go. You've got somewhere where you can grow food, where 
you know, you can retreat to. And I've got a beautiful barn that I would like to transform into like a wellness therapy center, you know, where I can not just work online, but where I can have a beautiful space. I can have a couple of rooms where I can get people to, you know, stay for the weekend, stay for a week. I've got so much to give, you know, I do, I do a bit of Reiki, I do a bit of, you know, the havening, I do the mental training. I just want to sort of do weekends or retreats for people to show them, you know, not just to sleep better, but help them with loads of different problems, you know, mental health, physical problems, you know, and just get people out into nature, go, go and walk in the woods, you know, it's surrounded by woods and little streams. And I want, want to get people there and I want to make this work for me so I can live there, you know, I can grow my food. I can have people come there and, and I can help them. I can show them to lead, lead a better life, you know, get back in touch with the earth, right. not just with your phone and your screen in front of your face where it's just... It, yeah, I don't even want to get on public transport because all you can see is this. Right. No one is talking anymore. Everyone is just in front of screens and it frightens me. You know, it's... Well, you know, just, what? There, the new word a lot of people talk about is mindset and it's not mindset anymore. It's about consciousness. Yeah. That's about being awakened and being aware to the present. Mindset mm. sometimes can get you stuck. Yeah. So fixated on a particular thing or getting information on that or processing the data or sharing that information that you forget about what you're learning in the here and now. Mm. We have learned so much from you today. I appreciate you and I value you. Brains, I need you to check in with Martina in Austria. Okay, I need you to love, like, <laughs> share, and subscribe. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you via, uh, you know, email or your website or follow you on social media. I mainly contact people or people contact me via social media. So I've got Martina Talhammer, the sleep expert. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And on all the sites, there is uh, Calendly booking links. So people can either book straight a call with me, which is totally free. I can have a chat with them about any of the problems that they want help with or just generally a chat about what I do people can uh, direct message me email me um, I hope it's okay if we can put the link in, underneath Absolutely. Absolutely. and I would be really happy if people have got any questions to answer them and or if people want to want to see what what I do for them or can do for them that would be really great right we're looking for alternatives we're looking at going back centuries Yes. Um, we're looking at, you know, I'm sure that there were people that couldn't sleep in ancient Egypt times, you know, after exactly. the wild parties with the pharaohs and <laughs> all the food and drinking. Yes, I'm sure they There's had nothing wrong sleep. with that. You know, <laughs> if you if you got the control in here, you can do all these things. You know, if you if you're in control of your mind, body and your soul and you know why you have a problem, you can fix it. I always tell people, you know, you, I, I can't fix your problem because you, yours, your, you know best how to fix you. And if you fixed it, you can do whatever you want. You can drink coffee at midnight if you want to, because you know, 
you can go to sleep like that because it's easy when you align and you get that control back yeah. and it is it is possible well it's possible anything is possible if you put your mind to it thank you Correct. so much Martina. <laughs> thank you so much for having me friends go in follow her like love share reach out have a zoom call introduction you don't know what you don't know are you tired of popping the pills are you tired of not sleeping waking up angry the additional weight loss going and losing your rag <laughs> but i love that <laughs> so uh, again take that rag to wipe up the mess and get yourself together thank you so much martina and you're welcome come back and visit me again all right thank you all right bye brains Thank you.